Hey everyone, welcome to the Tipsy Lime Podcast. My name's Sasha. And I'm Rilesby. We thought, what's spookier than being in your 20s? Everything from being in your 20s, the spookiest moments. Cheers. And I'm coughing up all of my pain in my 20s, that pain that sits in my lungs. So what do you think is the spookiest part of being in your 20s? I mean, right out of college, the first thing that hit me like a truck was just being the the thought of just being broke forever because of student loans and everything like that, juggling different jobs. Uh, I mean, I have become Caesar Milan now, like dog sitting plus doing my (laughs) full time job. Caesar Milan, who would have thought like me watching him as a kid be like, yeah, I'm going to be you one day. We FaceTime almost every week and Every single time I see you, you have a different dog in your hand. Like, what did I see? I saw the polar bear most recently. And then we saw like a little like <laughs> Pomeranian the other day. Like, girl, what is with these dogs? Yo, I get a new one like every week. It's animal therapy, really. It's like therapy, but you get paid to do it, which is mind blowing. I'm like, <laughs> you're giving me this fluffy animal. All I have to do is just feed it, take it outside and it just sleeps all day. You're like, count me in. I'll do that. And I think that's that. That's also saying a lot about how we're living because, like, we're working a lot because, like, student loans are higher than ever, which is crazy. But also that 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 means that we are on a whole different level of just not giving a shit about <laughs> a lot of things. Like, I remember we yep. took a picture when we were hiking over at Devil's Lake in Wisconsin, and there's a picture of us like clinging to a rock. Like, literally not giving a shit. <laughs> Living literally, life to the fullest. Literally. We're like, we could die at any second right now, and I'd die happy. It's pretty representative, too. We're just, like, cleaning there, like, eh, in our 20s. And that's when we, I think we just turned 20 as well in that photo. Perfect example, right? That's like when you first turn 20. You are living life on the edge. You know, you get to 22, and life changes a little bit. I actually peaked when I was 20. And I was like, I'm invincible. I can do anything. And then 22 hit, and my body was like, girl, you can drink maybe once a week, and then your hangover is going to last for the next week. But because I'm me and I'm crazy, I'll still, like, drink on my hangover. Maybe that's why Taylor Swift made a song just dedicated to be 22. What happens between 21 and 22 is, like, it's such a major change, and it's spooky because you're in college, and again, you have not a care in the world, and then you get to 22, and... You have to care about everything all the time. And I don't know what to do about that. Like one of the spookiest parts of being 22 is that I actually have a worse diet than when I was 20 and 21. Like my diet is 50% ramen and 50% PB&J right now. If I'm by myself and I'm not cooking for anyone, I'm just cooking myself a PB&J. Food is one of the spookier parts of my life at this point. In your 20s, you already have so many choices to choose from. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to get married? Have a baby? Move oh my to God. Italy? Start a career? Buy a house? It's like, we already have so many decisions to make. Might as well just, like, cut that down by just eating whatever, not having to make any decisions. And the crazy part about all of those is that it doesn't matter at what point in your 20s you are. I have friends that are getting married, like, now. But I did just get asked to be a bridesmaid. For a different wedding, it's my cousin's wedding, which, by the way, 
Love you both. So excited for you. Oh but again, my god. Weird. Oh no. Oh no. What have they gotten themselves into? This could be like Kristen Wig coming in. I told her, I was like, are you sure you want me planning your bachelorette party? Are you sure? Just like let that meld in your head for a moment before you say yes. Do you have a plus one? <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't. Hey, you've already got a pretty good relationship with your PB&J. I was, um, you know, that's a but... great option. Or my ramen would really, I mean, if we're looking for something comforting during the wedding, that ramen might hit the spot. Oh my God. Well, uh, do you know if there's going to be a lot of people there? Yeah, I think they're looking at probably close to 100 or 200. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay, so I was thinking like, maybe recreating the mosh pit that i was once in because i was at this one snoop dogg concert (laughs) i'm saying this as if it's like (laughs) such a traumatizing memory but really there was this mosh pit going on at the snoop dogg concert and i didn't know what to do i thought i was gonna die be trampled but the way you go about it is like you just gotta crowd surf you just gotta like Ask people to like lift you up, crowd surf, get a breath of fresh air. So um, I don't know if that's going to be able to happen at the wedding with crowd surfing, but let hey, me know. If anything, I'll just carry you with my own two hands. We'll go. I see a plethora of opportunities <laughs> in your future. Oh, the opportunities like that PBJ provides me every day. The opportunity of satisfaction. And in your twins right now, it's like, I'm my own best friend. I make my own company <laughs> because being out of college, not surrounded as many friends or people as you used to be. You, you know, Sasha, I'm really wishing right now that I had one of your dogs because I would take them as my plus one. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's going to get all the attention. You're not even like going to get a word in. No, no. What? Because guess what? All of the eligible bachelors at this wedding are going to be consumed by the dog instead of looking at the pretty face in front of them. <laughs> no, but hey, that's a way to do it. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. In college, like whenever like boys like will walk on campus with their dogs, I was like, this is definitely something to like bring people in to like talk to and everything. But it works. Some people I feel bad. Some people just want to walk their dog in peace on campus. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But of course, asking before going up there if I can pet your dog but like some people just have their headphones and they're just like oh my god not again dude I'm not gonna lie it kind of works on tinder though like I don't use tinder anymore but back in my tinder days when the guy had the dog in his picture I'm not gonna lie it kind of worked I think that's a spooky part of being in your 20s the fact that I might end up a lonely cat woman it's a real truth I don't see a problem with that (laughs) You're right. What am I talking about? This is a good thing. That's like having the cats. It's living up to your potential, I feel like. My favorite thing about being in my 20s is constantly not living up to my potential. (laughs) I feel like when I'm around like people who are even just a bit older, I feel so like so much like a baby. Um even like if i'm just like you said getting blackout drunk or something (laughs) like with your mom still feel like a baby but then when like you're around teenagers i look at them i'm like oh my god who are these 12 year olds like i feel like wise yoda like so young you are yeah okay tell me 
why my 18-year-old cousin comes around and I'm like, oh my God, she's such a child. But then when I was 18, I was like, damn, I'm so cool. I'm hanging with like all the old people. I'm so cool. But now I'm yeah, like, and then damn, they you think a child. That you are the child. <laughs> yeah. You are a child. I like yeah. there's a four year age gap, but I I mean, even so we have at Syracuse a program that brings you out to Los Angeles and you do an internship, you take classes, etc. And so some of my friends who are still going to Syracuse came into town and we were all having this huge party together. And I was like, oh, so good to see you. And as we're going through this party, I'm talking with some of my older friends and I'm like, God, I literally feel like a grandpa. These people are so young right now. They're they're not even like two years younger than me, but they're so young. And that's our timer. I need too much time It's weird being on that border because we just graduated from college and now it's like adulthood, professionalism, stuff like that. It's like this teeter-totter thing. Balance has never been my strength. Um, we are always on one side of the spectrum or the other. Not to relate this back to PB&J, but I always do too much jelly or too much peanut butter. There's never just an even like 50% Yo. of each. So what a metaphor for our 20s. It's either too much jelly or too much peanut butter. It really is. It really is. I haven't really figured out the middle yet. We're, I don't think we're ever going to figure out the middle. We're trying. Well, We're trying to make hopefully. the perfect PB&J. It's never going to happen. Hopefully, our friends coming in, though, are going to be able to help us out with how to make the perfect 20s PB&J. Amen. Ooh, that's our show time. To PB&J, may the balance be ever in your favor. Good luck in your 20s, ladies and gents. How to navigate your 20s? All right, so we're about to bring in our guests. All right, so we've got the honor of having some professional people in their 20s going to give us some insight about getting through our 20s, and we're just so lucky to have them on board. So Blake and Mel, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. What is the spookiest part about being in your 20s? Just having to realize that you have to grow up and do shit on your own without your parents. That's the biggest thing is like your parents aren't always going to be for the, like there for you. And you have to like provide for yourself at one point, And it's terrifying. Like that's one of the scariest things for me. It's totally that invincible mindset that I was talking about before. Like it's just, I don't know, you think you can do anything. And then when you're 20, you're like, you're cut off like a fucking butcher's knife. Now you got to make PB&Js on your own. Like, huh? Cut your own crust off. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Um, are you guys like crust eaters or not crust eaters? It depends. It depends. Yeah, it really does depend. So what type of food are we talking about? Now? It's a whole art and science. Like, it, like, It really is because some pizza, I will not eat the crust, but some pizza like if I, I think she's talking about sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll talk about all the crust. <laughs> no. Well, I'm talking about all the crust here. So, like, pizza, it depends, honestly, on how, how hungry I am. Like, on a sandwich, I'll probably pull the, like, like before I take my first bite, pull the crust off, but, like, I'll finish it with the crust. Does that make sense? You'll finish <laughs> the crust after the fact, or, like, 
Okay, no, so no, all right, no. you have okay, you have a you have a, a full size sandwich, right? Sandwich bread, and you haven't taken your first bite. Crust is still on and everything. I'll peel the first, like the crust off for the first bite. Once you turn twenty, it's like oh shit, like I gotta bite the crust now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like instead of peeling it Ew, off, my no, parents no, did no. that. We're wondering from you pros, what is something you should know being in your twenties, but you actually don't know on how life works as in like piggyback writing off of what Melanie said that you got to start learning to do stuff on your own as in okay like how do I start like paying for my own phone bill and not relying on my mom or how do I pay for my own insurance see when you're 18 like people start working when they're 18 and I'll just keep working until the day they retire but me right now, I, I'm starting to learn a little bit of everything of, okay, this is how this works. And this is how you pay for this. And this is how loan works is how you, you know, stuff like that. That It's really major. Like when you're growing up, it's like, you got to start paying attention of what your parents are telling you now, because it's going to help you later because one of these days it's, they're not going to be around. Isn't that funny? Because when we're in high school, we're like, our parents don't know shit. Literally, literally. literally. We're like, what are you talking about? Again, we think, like, honestly, I feel like we think we know everything, and then we get into this state of life where we actually have to work and know things, and then we're like, I I don't know anything. And I didn't listen to my parents, which I am totally a culprit of that. and you don't know what to do after that fact. I agree. I think we all can agree on that one. Is there one thing that you felt like your parents kept telling you when you were in high school, you didn't listen, and now that you're here in your 20s, you're like, oh, I wish I would have listened to that? Save my money. Yeah, my dad still tells me all the time when we're on the phone. Like, I'll get like student loans that are like supposed to be for books, and I'm like, well, I can buy a couple clothes with this. Too. So then I'm like, spend that money. And I'm like, and then like my parents are like, well, what are you going to pay for your books for? And I'm like, I didn't think about that one. It's a lot about like self-discipline and like keeping up with your budget and saving. Oh yeah. I remember when I first came out to LA and I had done my due diligence and I'd saved up like six, $7,000. And then because I had so much in my savings, I was like, oh, I can go to a nightclub here. Oh, I can go clubbing there. Oh, wait, I want to buy like freaking $50 Sephora eye cream because I can. Ah, let's do it. See, like a good amount of money, you just feel like you can spend it all. And then once it's gone, it's like, where did it all go? So confused. I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm just dumb. I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to check my accounts. I'm going to be like, trying to look at the corner of my eye like oh god it's like it's like when you see when you're trying to find out like a grade on your test now it's like opening up your bill is like the adulting version of that yeah i remember last month i opened up my credit card bill and it was a thousand dollars and i was like what the hell did i spend money on it subway 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 (laughs) it just got it was like so many subway purchases because that's the only thing that like impressive food that's edible next to our work so that's the only thing i bought and here we are a thousand dollars later the thing is like you don't realize how much 
you're spending on like going out to eat or like Postmates or stuff like that until you sit down and look at your credit card bill and you're like, whoa. And I ordered a coffee from Postmates, one like venti coffee and it was $18 plus tax plus shipping. But I just really want a coffee and I don't want to like go out of my house. So treat yourself, but also like one of my teachers like really put this into perspective. He was like, Okay, who like in the room drinks a lot of Starbucks every day? And this girl raised her hand. She's like, yeah, I spend like five bucks on Starbucks every day. And he's like, okay, multiply that by 365 days in the year. And like she realized she was really spending like $3,000 a year on just Starbucks alone. It's like, wow. Like, oh, it's like, okay, $5 for a meal or whatever. Right in this case, like $12 for a foot long because she's eating Subway. <laughs> What happened to $5 footlongs? What happened? Because now they're $20 footlongs. No, they still make commercials about that. Like, because- But they're not $5. Now taxes like $12 added on for everything. What is something you think you should have by the time you're 25? Obviously, in high school, you're going to be working at like a part-time job like State of Brothers or a grocery store. And some people do stay there for a lifetime, but people with like- bigger dreams or whatever it may be it's just like okay I want to do okay like I want to be a cop so in my perspective like I want to be a cop and I've been wanting to be a cop since I was 14 and ever since then I've always been wanting to push more and more I'm like okay but at the age of 18 I was like starting to get really serious about it and like looking at what they what I need to do to go to the next step of um, how to pursue my dreams and make them come true and not just like, okay, I'm working here, you know, I'll play by ear. And if something, a better job comes up, like, oh, for $17 an hour, I'll go there. I feel like you should just have your life, like, not your full life, obviously, but really sit down and think what you really want to do. I've heard of people who are complaining about, you know, like this one person I ran into said, you know, people are saying stay in the present moment, but also have a growth mindset. It's like, yeah, you can have both keep your long-term goals in mind but by being present in the moment what you're doing right now should be getting you closer and closer to where you want to be in the future and however many years so you can do both have that those long-term goals and then still stay in the present making sure that what you're doing now is getting you closer to that absolutely i just had a lunch with someone actually today who is Yeah, we got footlongs together. It was totally normal. What's the best thing you guys think you can do for yourself in your 20s? And it can be anything. Carrying on from like what was like said before, just being able like, it feels good when you're able to buy your own things and you're able to buy your own groceries and like you look at your bank account and you're not in debt or like school debt, college debt and stuff like that. It just feels good because it's like, And it's not your parents paying it off either. It's all you doing it. And it just makes you feel better at the end of the day because you're like, I can do this. Like, it feels good because when you get older, you look at, like, you look when you, like, get older and you want to buy your own house. It's like, I have this whole savings I can put into the house or I, like, I can get this for my kids when I have them and they're not going to be struggling, like, all this other stuff. So it's just, like, it feels good. Like, it's a good type of thing just being able, like, to know that you're able to support yourself throughout your whole life. Does it feel weird to think that, hey, in five to 10 years, I could potentially have a kid that I need to support? I think about it and I'm just like, babies are adorable and it's an amazing thing in life. But then I look at it like, 
expensive <laughs> yeah but then you look at it and it's just like could you afford it like could i do that right now take care of a kid try to work a job try to go to college try to find my career no absolutely not like and then you have to deal with your parents like busting your ass 24 7 just mad that you even got pregnant like and then early 20s it's just like you're still trying to figure out yourself are you really ready for a kid no but i mean what riley said she said five to ten years that that's a long time as in from now and then hopefully by then i'll be in my career my dreams and as of right now like if if I had a baby right now, I'd probably lose, I'd go insane. I would not know what to do. And that's when the parents come in like, okay, dude, like, mom, like, what do I do? Like, I'm in this situation. I'm nowhere near ready to be a father whatsoever. And it's just like five to 10 years, that will be 30 years, 30 years old in 20 years or 20 years, 10 years. I feel like time's going quicker every single year. Riley's in town now, they just, Seems like it's going back forever. I'm just waiting. Oh, fuck off, Dick. He's like, shit, get her out of my town. She's been here for too long. It's shot time. Uh, and we are going to cheers to savings. Lots of savings. Hey, cheers. Yeah, I feel like if, if being in your 20s was a Hunger Games type of a movie, right? Your superpower or like your weapon that you would want to bring in is savings. <laughs> Basically. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So we are welcoming in our next guest. She is the olden part of the 20s era right here. Carissa Graham, welcome to the podcast. The wise, the beautiful, the professional. The olden 20s, nice. <laughs> What's been the spookiest part about being in your 20s? Um, life. Uh, just trying to figure life out and um, knowing, you know, which turn, which way to go. You know, you come across many obstacles and it gets a little scary sometimes and you just got to go for it and figure it out. And I would say that's probably that was one of the spookiest things a part of my <laughs> 20s was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and, you know, be where I am now. Was there a moment in time where you were kind of like, ah, fuck, for lack of a better term? And then <laughs> as you as you went through it. Sounds all too familiar. Yeah, right? You kind of figured it out and got through it. Yeah, actually, when um, Garen and I got married, and then we got married in March of 16, and then we moved to Washington State in June of 16 and that was pretty fucking scary just because I never moved I was that was the first time I moved out of my parents house um I was 22 I was like what the fuck and what am I doing like can I do this can I survive like my mom's not going to be here like down the hall like what's gonna you know I'm totally moving out of state it's not like I'm moving you know 20 minutes down the street or you know so that was like pretty, I was pretty taken back by, it. I was scared. I had a lot of, um, you know, anxiety and things like that, just because our family is so family oriented. And for me to just like, all right, guys, well, I'm married, I'm picking up and I'm leaving, but I'm scared as shit. But, you know, I'll see you guys soon, I guess. Like it was, that was nerve wracking. It was scary, but 
six years later, we're still doing it. And that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made, getting out of your comfort zone and your hometown. I recommend it to many people because a lot of people are still doing the same things, doing the same stupid shit. What was your biggest positive takeaway from all of this? Me getting back into school because I wasn't, I was just working at home. I did the medical assisting program and then I ended up working for an orthopedic doctor, which was super cool, super awesome, learned a lot, but I was already in the mood of like making money and I didn't want to go back to school. So then when I came out here and I literally didn't have a job, I wasn't going to school. So I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do? This is a perfect opportunity for me to um, do the things that I'm scared of. You know what I mean? It's a new place, a new, you know, it's not like RCC, which is the local college back home, but it's Olympic college out here. I'm literally right around the corner from it. But um, yeah, just getting back into school and then eventually having my daughter. My little two-year-old Braylon, she was also a good positive thing that happened. <laughs> scary also, but we survived. We're surviving. Yeah. And with those scary things that you've experienced, like how have you handled that? Like when trying to like achieve your goals and you know where you want to go, but there's like some scary stuff that you have to get over in order to get there. Like how did you handle that? Uh, honestly, my mom and my husband, um, I, to this day, I talk to my mom like 8,000 times a day. <laughs> it could be for two seconds. It could be for an hour. We could literally just be doing like nothing and just sitting on the phone, just like have that comfort. But um, to get through it, you know, just to have my husband and my mom by my side of just like, you got this, you know, this is part of life. You know, my husband was already, you know, he was stationed in Chicago. He was stationed in Groton, Connecticut, in Kings Bay, Georgia. So he was already, you know, moved around a few times and was away from the family and kind of adjusted a little bit better. And um fuck the Dodgers lost. Sorry guys. Just saw the score. <laughs> Anyways, um <laughs> yeah. uh, just having them in my corner and I mean not just I mean I had my family too, but they I mean my brothers I have five of them and they're not like the greatest, like, you know, advice givers. So oh, my brothers. mom was like the main, but yeah, just the support system and believing in me. And then eventually believing in myself, like, I got this, like, I can do this. So mama's hug could cure anything, you know? Amen. Better than fucking NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, coming into a new place, knowing nobody, and then having those people that you've clinged on to for the six years you've been out here, and then they just disappear. It's like, it's just like, holy shit. Um, the lifestyle is definitely different. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. I feel like that's like a big theme going into your 20s. Like, you leave behind a lot of people, but then also, like, meet other people and cling on to those that bring you strength and having those relationships, like is really important to get through that so oh yeah no absolutely do you feel yeah. like your 20s were different because you did have a husband who was going through the military at that time and because you were a military wife I think I'm like 
the farthest thing from like the stereotypical like military wife um I'm just not that like um catty person I mean uh I mean don't get me wrong I talk a lot of shit but I don't also (laughs) go out of my way (laughs) (laughs) I don't go out of my way to like um like gossip about other people's wives or their husbands on who's cheating and you know because there's a lot of craziness out here in military world you know but um no I to answer your question really no just because when Garen would go home on or when he would go on deployment I'd go home to Cali because um I had a job here for it was like shy of a year and then I was like all right I'm going back to school I'm gonna quit and I'm going I'm gonna go party my ass off at home and then you know get together with school but every time he went on deployment my mom would fly me home because I'd be home alone out here for like three months at a time that's a long so yeah and um yeah him being on a submarine and stuff there's a lot of things that I don't know I don't know his whereabouts I never know when I can contact him things like that there's a lot of um OPSEC rules that you have to follow as a military wife and being in the military for their safety just perspective like things started to change you know as you get older you want different things and so your life starts to slow down and um that's also why I feel like my daughter was given to me or you know brought to my life because I was partying a little too hard and I needed to slow down a little bit you know so I feel like everything happens for a reason. Your 20s That's, are definitely a ride. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite the roller coaster. Well, that's great to hear, though, that, like, you really seized those opportunities to make the most out of whatever situation that you were in. Yeah, so. I did. I, I, Yeah, and I did. And because, I mean, what are you going to do? Just sit. I mean, sit at home. Yeah, they're not going to come to you. Like, yeah you know what I mean so and my mom she would she wants me home now you know what I mean she always wants us home but it was just easier like all right well when does he leave come home yeah we asked um the the other folks also uh what is something you should know being in your 20s but you don't know and from your perspective like what is something you wish you knew from the beginning of starting your 20s that everything doesn't go as planned and you're going to fail a lot and it's going to be heartbreaking and it's going to be devastating but as long as you keep failing that means you're still trying and as long as you keep pushing your determination kind of overpowers everything else you know reaching success is it's just a great feeling you know what I mean um for everything that I've been able to accomplish in such the last six years I mean like I said I moved out here when I was 22 um and I'll I fingers crossed I should be in a nursing program by September Uh, you know just so many so many trial and errors I mean I failed classes I've called my mom crying freaking out because I couldn't pass or you know there's so Mm -hmm. many things but you know, you just keep going. The more you want it, the more your drive will get into gear, you know, but just keep going. Um, 
don't be afraid of failure because it's part of life. And the more you fail, like I said, you're, you're still trying. So just buck up and get it done. To see where you are at now versus where you were at at 22 is such a great accomplishment. And I think that's something we all need to keep in mind is that we're, you know, we might be in our early twenties, we might be in our late twenties, but at the same time, there's so much potential yet to still come and you never know what's going to happen in the future. You'll look back like every five years, look back five years ago and be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I was over there. Now I'm here. It's like, what, what happened over here? And uh, going off of that, like, what is something you think people should have by the time they're 25? It can be anything. Plenty of alcohol. No. Um. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. I mean, it's so hard because like a hard question to answer just because everyone's at like their own pace. Different stages. It's like you can't put a number or an age on something. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm married. Yes. I have a family. Yes. I'm still going to school. I'm not even at the like tip of I'm not even at the tip of my future career you know what I mean so people do things differently there's girls that I went to high school with that you know did everything all right bomb ass grades through high school went to bomb ass college and then they're already doing their thing they're, they're in their career hardcore mm-hmm. you know where I was not doing that I was working I was saving for a car you know I was doing things a little bit slower paced I had a plan just did it differently, you know? And so, um, not everybody gets married at 22 and marries someone in the military. I mean, I've been with Garen for 10 plus years, so it's, um, a lot easier for obviously for us to get married and have our lives together, but people do it. People just have their own plan and they have certain marks for certain things, but all I could say really just keep pushing. I mean, life throws a lot of curveballs at you, but um, if you want to, if you want to be great, just keep pushing. No, I love this so much because I think it's so important to realize like everyone's at different stages. Like we were talking to um, the previous people before and they have a very clear mindset of where they want to be at and everyone's long-term goals are different and where you want to be at and what stage you're at but just realizing that there's kind of like no deadline or time limit but just like keeping at it like thinking you can do it and keeping you know keeping that, that up with as you were saying like keep pushing to where you want to be as long as you're doing that at your like whatever wherever you are whatever pace you're going at you'll be doing great. So it's interesting to hear that different perspective from the like early 20s being like, oh, got to have this, 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 and done, and money and everything like that. And then yours where it's like, you know what? My path was different, but it all came together. Sometimes people go so hard into their plan, you know, and sometimes parents have like a big, um, a big impact on that, especially coming out of high school. Okay, 18, 19, you're still very young. I mean, we the early 20s is super young there's still a lot of things people are figuring out and I'm on my way to the end of my 20s and I'm still figuring shit out but um people I feel like people that have such a hardcore plan they miss out on the 
the fun and little things that you're supposed to do in your 20s you know whether it's going out going out to having drinks with friends or getting fucked up at home with friends or you know little things I'm not saying like drinking is like the biggest thing that people (laughs) miss out on you know what I mean but I get what you're saying though like not forgetting the little things and like sometimes I feel like nowadays like especially or maybe this was always a thing but there's so many expectations that people get during their 20s you got to have your career figured out family your goals you know got to be independent oh but also you know have a good you know network and circle of people surrounding you and everything like that that like we are so focused on achieving all of those things that we forget like to take a step back sometimes and reflect and be like oh okay let me like assess like and reflect and actually live in the moment right now exactly it's important too to touch on that we are we're a very futuristic society i mean a lot of what is taught in high school is meant to prepare you for college right what's taught in college is meant to prepare you for the future so no one's ever looking at this present moment which is kind of what we're hitting on here we're always looking to the future and what the future is and if we don't get there it seems like a failure, but it's really not. We it's like, just, oh, I got to start investing now. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sasha's like, fuck, let me sure. pull my scotch trade here. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Invest in some alcohol. Okay. Right? Where's where's Definitely. the Tesla investment right now? I highly <laughs> recommend Jameson. Highly recommend it. It's a good, it's a good man. He's a good man. Yeah, I think a lot of people for, you know, um, that's why I said like, parents have a big impact on stuff like that just because I know parents want their kids to be great and they don't want them to make the same mistakes that they did but I'm thankful to where my parents the four of them um where they let us do trial and error you know what I mean not necessarily like do this do this do this like um they let us trip up you know they let us fall and they're there to all right well we know not to do that shit again you know <laughs> they they guide us into the right the right way no matter what but they don't do it overbearingly you know what I mean so thankfully my parents that's what I was brought up with you know but when it was down it was time to get down to business it was time to get down to business but um they didn't put too much pressure because I feel like like you said, it's different times now where I feel like back then was more of like pressure, pressure, pressure to be great. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. You, you know, if, you know, if you, get, yeah. if you get, you know, if you were back in the day, you get pregnant at a young age, well, you have to marry that guy. But how do you know that's like not even, you could not even be in love with the guy. It could be yeah. a, right. a bad situation or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I feel like the pressure and the times are there. It's different, but as- you don't have to you don't have to kill yourself in the beginning of your 20s to succeed you don't have to be freaking a ceo by the time you're 23 when you're barely figuring out what the freak what your job's even entailed or you know like the just take your time what do you think is the best thing you can do for yourself in your 20s self-love self-love something that I didn't get to something that I didn't get to really understand or put forward in my life until just within the last like year or so of wanting to um you know love myself love 
have people love me for me and all my goofy quirky ways and my shit talking and you know I'm an asshole sometimes too but there's just there's there's always room for self-love self-improvement and if you can find that out early on in your 20s as you're navigating through life you'll have a lot less heartache and um sadness and I think that's an important topic that you hit on is that we need to keep continuing to work on ourselves in our 20s and not think we have it all together all the time. The sooner that people, young people, old people, because, you know, there's people that probably still haven't even figured that out yet, you know? And I'm not, like, 100% like, hey, you know, I don't wake up and tell myself every day, like, I'm a bad bitch or anything, but, like, <laughs> which is not, like, a bad thing, but I just do things differently. I make changes on my toxic traits which is talking shit sometimes a little too cutthroat you know you just kind of chip away your your bad skin you know just chip away and when you feel like you're bright and shiny and brand new then you've reached your 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 self-love your your it you know I love that you hit on that, like being self-aware about your flaws, too, and working on them and not just like pushing them back and uh, just having the self-awareness to really confront that um, and just continue to work on yourself. Like things that you might not even notice, but like people bring up also like something that's like part of your shadow self and to move forward with that, take acknowledgement of that and just be, being able to accept that but also improve on it is huge like if you're not making any moves but you keep like saying i want to do this i want to do that i want to do this like you're never going to grow you know what i mean and growth is progress so it could be the smallest thing it could be the smallest thing like i have dishes downstairs right now okay i don't want to fucking do them but i'm gonna do them that's progress right into a clean house like growing is progress in every little thing it doesn't matter how big or small as long as you're growing it's progress into being a better you into being um you know successful oh yes i love that she be queen b and on that note um i know that from the segment we just had before bringing up Hunger Games, like, what is the weapon that we would bring in if, like, being in your 20s is like a Hunger Games show or a movie? Um, we're going to bring in some extra weapons of self-love, um, your circle of support, and friends, and just having the confidence in your own capabilities that everything's going to keep working out and that you can do it if you just keep shy and taking it day by day. So... Carissa, thank you so much for being here, sharing your professional, wise insight on going through your 20s and putting those like weapons back in your pocket um, for the Hunger Games, of course. Amen! <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate appreciate it in that Riley that you guys all got to think about me and Oh, hell yeah. All <laughs> ways, girl. I want to cheers to you. I want to cheers to everything that comes along with navigating your 20s. And thank you, Carissa, for being on our podcast, The Tipsy Line. Cheers to you. Of course. We love you. Cheers. Love you. Cheers. I love you.
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Tipsy Lime. You can find us on all of our socials at the Tipsy Lime Pod. Liquor might not solve all of your problems, but it's worth a shot. See y'all next time.